This week on episode four of Feed Me Your Construction Content, we have the pleasure to speak with a local sales agent in our market, a rising star who Josh has worked with personally. So we're very excited. Josh, what can you add? Man, it is always great to get to talk to people that you used to work with and that you build these relationships with when you're at the builder and then to know years later, you still stay in touch with them. It's friendships go beyond company lines. And, you know, Sean is a, you know, Carolyn said he's a rising star and we say rising, but maybe that's loosely 73 million in, in new home sales closed in the last seven years. So average of 10 million a year over the last seven years. And the cool thing about that statistic is in 2022 alone, he's closed $19 million to year to date. And this is the beginning of November. Impressive. I mean, the guy's out there, he's hustling. And to hear his passion as we were talking to him and, and his plan for dealing with the economic downturn or potential downturn and getting back to his roots and, and doing the little things that made him successful is, is kind of refreshing. We even asked Sean, what's he going to do about the potential economic downturn and the housing sales slowing down with interest rates rising? And he leaned back on his entry into the new home sales industry where he thought we could have done things a little better and, and he could have been more informed and in understanding more about the business and having a different training program. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't steal the thunder. You you don't want me to give away the cliff notes? No, just just hold on. That was for the Minute Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> um, huh. Hopefully our listeners will um, tune in for more than 60 seconds. <laughs> well, hey, seriously, we are grateful to have every one of you, every download is like a like a attaboy for Carolyn and I. We we appreciate the support and the love that we're getting from everybody and we're going to keep working on getting better and improving this podcast experience for everyone who's listening. Absolutely. Okay, Sean, take it away. Oh. I love that. I love that. All right, welcome Sean to the show. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show, Sean. We were telling everybody earlier how we spent, I don't know, a little over a year together, year and a half, when we were working for the same builder. You were a sales agent, and I was a production manager leading a team of uh, home builders. And just what a pleasure it was working with you, because I thought that you really embodied that team aspect, and you you really made us part of what was going on. So when your customers or our customers were having issues or we needed feedback, you were right there beside us as a team member instead of waving your finger at us. And I always appreciated working with you. And I thought getting you on this show would be a, a must as I know that you're a rising star in the business. Well, thank you for the kind words. You know, it was the feeling is mutual. I recall working together with you and I can still remember uh, you know, one particular house that she hopped in on last minute, we're right at the finish line and we needed like 500 square yards of sod in the front yard. And you stepped in and said, we're going to get this done for this client. We're going to get this home closed and folks ended up loving the home. And ironically, they just sold their house like two weeks ago. So, wow. Was, uh, that was something that really stuck out with me was, you know, some other people might have tried to do things differently, but you said, no, we're going to get this done. We're going to get these people in this home with the way that we promised it and we delivered. 
So I always appreciated that about working with you. That man, that's an awesome memory. And I remember that because the, the CM wasn't on my team, but he said he was having trouble. He was struggling with something. I offered to go out there and help. I was wearing probably khaki pants, a long sleeve dress shirt in the middle of summer out there sweating my tail off, trying to help this crew get this stuff down, which I'm sure Carolyn remembers me coming home. <laughs> like you were that out in the field with those shoes. <laughs> and that was such a weird situation. That was a lot that we got from another builder like last minute. And there was a gas line easement like that was 60 feet into the property line. So this house was in a normal setback, 35 feet from the street. And this one was like 150. So we had not factored in the additional cost for all of that additional sod. And you know, Josh stepped in and said, hey, we got to get it done. Well, not not that this podcast is about bringing on guests that are going to brag about how great I am. <laughs> it certainly helps. But keep going, please. <laughs> well i think our foundation is really what made our relationship so special and that even all these years later we still stay in touch and i wanted to maybe just break the ice and you know when you were growing up was the construction industry or, or sales was was this ever on the horizon for you sales was definitely always on the horizon um my father was in the beverage alcohol industry for 34 years. My uncles have all been in sales over 30 years. So I knew sales was the trajectory that I wanted to go into if baseball did not work out for me. And when I was growing up, my family actually built a home back in 2001. I was in middle school. I was just fascinated with the process, you know, going from here's a lot covered in trees to eight months later, you've got a brand new house. And that was really something that stuck with me all these years later. And I started out doing my career in advertising and commercial real estate and, you know, just found my way into new home sales by happenstance. That, uh, actually, my dad and I were out getting drinks at the boathouse one night. We were approached by these two ladies. This was, I guess, about eight years ago or so. And one of them asked us, like, are you guys related? Um, I had some smart-ass response, like, no, we're just tall, bald, look alike, and about 25 years <laughs> apart in age. Like, what would give you that? What would give you that idea? And, you know, we were talking to them for a little bit. And you know, next thing you know, my dad exchanged phone numbers with one of them. She turns out to be the sales director at the builder that I am at. And, you know, we go separate ways. Like a year later, I had taken a promotion, moved back to Richmond and decided, you know, I want to do something different. And I'd been talking with my sister about getting into the new home business. And she was like, apply to these builders. And the one where I'm currently at was the first one I reached out to. And here I am seven years later. And now that sales director is actually my stepmother. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's life comes at you full circle. That is completely happenstance to get your job from a chance encounter at the bar. And then your dad marries her and, and you get the job at the builder you're at now. Had the job before they were married. There was no nepotism yeah, there. Just, oh. just, just so we're clear, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's been noted. There was no nepotism. So how's working with your mom? <laughs> your stepmom? <laughs> you know, it's... It's been a great experience so far. She has been a tremendous leader for our team. 
Um, always looking out for the team, always there to answer questions and just having, you know, a great role model and who's well-respected in the industry, you know, has been phenomenal for, you know, from when I first started in the industry up until now, she's been great. Well, I, I think that's awesome. One of the things we've talked about on episodes in the past is having a role model or someone to, to look up to and, and coach you through the industry. And, and, and I think, I've said it before and, and I'll say it again now is that, you know, we get into this thing and we've got this idea of what the job is, but we really don't have any idea. And the the disconnect is most companies don't have anyone there to really help guide you on that journey. If you could go back all those years, what would you tell yourself? I really wish that I would have, like when I first started out here, that I would have started out and gotten construction background knowledge right off the get-go because I remember literally my first day working at the builder that I met, uh, had to interview a few people in the office just that I'd be in contact with knowing what their role was, how I would be interacting with them. And then they sent me out to meet with one of my colleagues and he's driving me around the neighborhood and he's going, you know, oh, there's the Jefferson craftsman elevation. There's the Jefferson traditional elevation. <laughs> I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. He was like, what's an elevation? Like, elevation. What, <laughs> what does that even mean? And it just completely caught me off guard. I was so green at the time. And, you know, throughout the building process, a lot of construction related questions do come up throughout the sales cycle. Um, and just having more background knowledge to prove that I'm the expert would have gone a long way in the beginning, but you know, I've learned some of those things along the way, but even still, I wish I had more of a construction industry background. Yeah. More of like physically being in the field or, or yes, taking part in building the home and understanding that side of it. Yeah. Like shadowing with the CM for like a week or two, just to see their day-to-day experience, learn about different codes, things like that. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what some of the, the national builders do well is is kind of rotating individuals in between departments just to give you a really well-rounded view whereas some of the smaller builders are or more regional you know you'll stay in your lane you're a salesperson that's what you do and and that's kind of what i think that we get stuck with is you know staying in our lane i i deal with sales i deal with you know picking floor plans pricing out homes doing contracts and i'm still the main point of contact for the next seven, eight, nine months, however long we're under contract for. And there's questions that come up throughout the process, you know, where are we at here? And being able to not only explain to them, hey, here's where we're at in the process, but give them more information as to what exactly is entailed with that. Yeah, 100%. And so you've got a couple of construction managers probably working on or with your team, right? You sell the homes and then you got construction managers building the homes, probably a production manager overseeing those construction managers. How well do you guys all work together and do and do they help you bridge that gap of maybe not so much the elevation part. I'm sure you got that figured out, but maybe <laughs> something more like we failed a framing inspection for um you know improper support or missing hangers. Do they help right. you fill yeah, that they're... communicate it? So I have two different construction managers that I work with, and they're both under one production manager. Luckily, I'm down to two because earlier this year, I had four construction managers and two production managers, and it was just it was a lot to manage. So now 
back to my normal setup with two construction managers, one production manager, but they're great. I can call them. I can text them questions, things that come up. And then we actually have a detailed report that they they have to submit at the end of each week with updates to send to to the customers, you know, on what happened that week in construction, what's happening in the upcoming week. And usually if they're giving me detailed information, then I can go ahead and relay that to the buyers. And if I have questions, they have no problem with, you know, answering them. And we've got a great team. It's been really, really good for me because one of my construction managers, he's been there about as long as I have. So he's pretty seasoned at this point. The other one, he's been here a few years, but he's learning and just having them as a support system to help answer questions along the way is really makes the job a lot easier. Would you say that he's seasoned or salty? <laughs> salty. <laughs> Definitely salty. <laughs> Having a seasoned guy in your community really goes a long way because they understand the product. They understand the processes. They they understand the nuances of you know the sales manager uh, or, or new home sales consultant. They understand all of those in those pieces, which help you um, have happy homeowners because I'm not going to say it's easy to sell homes and it's certainly not going to be easy as we come up, but it's easier to sell homes when you've got a great construction team supporting you, building that customer experience instead of just the home. And then you have a warranty department that takes over the home and really services the home. I mean, that's what makes selling fun. And that's coming from a construction guy. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think for me, what, what is fun about it is seeing the excitement on people, you know, when they're at their lot after they've just written their contract and they've got a sold sticker and they're taking their family photo. Once we break ground on their house, once they have their framing walk through, once they're there for their orientation, once they pick their keys up for closing, like all of these milestones are, are what make it worth being there on Saturdays and Sundays or staying with somebody till seven, eight o'clock at night. Now, these are the things that make it worthwhile and having a great support system like great designers, great, great drafting team back in the office, great construction managers, production managers, a customer care team. You know, having that support system is really, really helpful. So you're saying it's it's good to have a qualified and experienced designer, huh? Yeah, we've got about three or four great designers at our company. and. You know, I've worked with all of them over the years and I've had great experiences with all. That's great because I, I trained one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she's she's great because of me. I just can't. Absolutely. I'm sure I'm sure you definitely wore off on her. <laughs> oh yeah. She's 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 great. Um I really enjoyed working with her. Um being in the design field, it is so important to have a good relationship and to respect each other's position. I think is is a big deal. You know, you'd like to think that the world kind of revolves around you um, in all aspects, whether you're in sales, you know, because, hey, we wouldn't build it if it's not for you. And then if you're a builder, you're like, hey, well, it wouldn't get built without me. And then I'm in the middle somewhere like, well, you wouldn't finish anything without me. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've got a great team. I, I talk with my construction managers multiple times a day designers we go back and forth luckily i'm down to really having one designated one for my community now so 
commute with or communicate with her regularly as well. And I think it just makes it easier just having that familiarity with each other and building those relationships over the last seven years with my construction manager and, you know, two or three for really for the design consultant that I work with for my community. Great. Good. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, it does take a village, you know, to build these homes. Everybody thinks it's it's easy, but it when you've got a, a great team behind you, then it is easy. And then it is fun. It is. And I'm, I literally was stopped in the community yesterday by one of my homeowners. Uh, she told me how happy they are in their home, how proud they are of their home. And that just, that really stuck with me, you know, really brightened up my day. And just hearing stories like that from people, they, they never get old. That is so true. Cause I think there's so much negativity in the world and, and in everything and social media just kind of brings out the worst in people and deleting Facebook and Twitter was the best thing that I've done for <laughs> my mental health. <laughs> so, so that's the takeaway of this podcast is delete Facebook and Twitter. No. <laughs> I, I deleted Twitter in 2015. I deleted Facebook in early 2021 and best decisions I've ever made. So do you focus primarily then on your um, like professional platforms like LinkedIn? I use LinkedIn. Um, I use Snapchat to communicate with friends and relatives, but yeah, those are those are really the two that I stick to. Well, I've got to know what do you do on Snapchat besides send goofy pictures? I had no send idea that goofy there was videos any other of thing. my dogs. My <laughs> friends get annoyed with how much stuff I send about my dog. So, John, as you continue to navigate through your construction career, I imagine you probably have leadership roles on your mind and. If you were in a leadership role, what changes would you make to help sales consultants and builders be more profitable? Sure, absolutely. And this is something that we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but I would definitely want to come up with a comprehensive onboarding course for new hires. Um, Really, I'd start with introducing the new hires to people they'd interact with throughout the company, kind of something that we already do at the company that I'm at learn about their roles, learn about how they're going to act or interact with them, why they're going to reach out to these particular people. And then I'd have them do like a two-week shadowing with a construction manager to really learn about the construction side of the industry. What are things that they have to do with you know, scheduling, with inspections, how quickly they're able, they need to get items repaired after like a failed inspection. Having all of this background knowledge on the industry um, and then I'd really set up like a two week boot camp with, uh, you know, myself or whoever the leader is for the team to learn about our CRM, our pricing system, contract, um, and really learn the sales presentation, how we actually do it as a company. Um, you know, then after that, I'd have them shadow a couple of the different people on the sales team just to learn different styles. And I think this could really get that time down from being hired to out in the field selling confidently to about two to three months. Gotcha. So I I have a, a silly question for you. Um, what's a CRM for, for us design peeps? <laughs> um, that is just the client relationship management area. Oh, wow. So like where, where you store all of the information about your prospects. 
Oh, oh, gotcha. So is that um, similar? Like is, is that the name? I gotcha. So is that is that the name of the program? Like I'm familiar. No, with no. Lasso. The one that we use is called Lasso. Yeah, plus yeah. CRM is just like the general terminology. I see. Like Salesforce okay. Salesforce is typically the big one. That people gotcha. Use. I thought that was some like secret construction <laughs> term or sales term that I didn't. I didn't. Know. Thank you for clarifying that for yeah. me. And I, I think that's good, Sean. I completely agree with you. If we had more knowledge of each job, you know, we'd have a different level of respect for what everybody's doing because, you know, construction or home building individuals might think that sales is just sitting around all day and salespeople think that we're just going drinking coffee and smoking cigars all day. So, you know, we all have this false perception of what each other does. And once we got that to really understand, we can grow that much quickly. And I agree with you, two to three months, you can have people really hitting the ground running. And we've had instances where people have been trained, you know, up and running in about three months or so. But we've also had times where it's taken five to six months. And part of that, you know, does depend on community availability and things like that. But, you know, from my perspective, I think that's an area where we could improve and really have some sort of outline for here's where you're at when you start here's what we're going to do so that on your day one you're not like oh crap what do i do you're confident sitting there in that model that the first person that comes through that door you're gonna sell them a new home yeah that's great stuff man and i wouldn't i wouldn't wait till you got the chance to be in that leadership role i'd I'd start putting something like that together now i think there's a ton of value in that type of idea and you I noticed you're on LinkedIn a little bit more and sharing more of your insight. That's the kind of insight that I would share and put out there and just see what kind of feedback you get from it to keep on tweaking it. So when you you do get that opportunity, you hit the ground running the same way you're referring to these new individuals. Yeah, it's it's something that I have decided. You know, I, I need to start trying to put something together like that, even if it's something that I send it to management. They completely reject it. Hey, at least I at least I put the effort into into my idea. No, it's it's good, man. You never learn unless you try. Right. And so, you can't be afraid to fail. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> Michael Scott. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Michael Scott. Yes. Love it. Sean, I know we're we're coming up on on a hard stop. And I, I just wanted to know with the economy taking a shift, the interest rates are increasing dramatically. What do you see coming next? How are you navigating what's happening? I mean, really, I've been trying to focus on getting back to the basics, things that I was doing, you know, 2016 to early 2020, you know, really trying to dive in on why this person is sitting in front of me wanting to buy a house when they could have bought one a year or two ago when mortgage rates were three and a half percent, you know, what what is driving them? Why are they here? Got to really get down to that emotion. It could be something as simple as, hey, we're relocating for a job from North Carolina. Or it could be something we've had a divorce in our family and I need out of the house. Or just really trying to dive down to what is the reason why they're here and then making sure that I can give them the best customer experience possible and also reassuring them that, hey, you may be hearing all these things in the news. You may be seeing the mortgage rates. It is still a good time to buy. And here's why. And just reassuring them throughout the process that they are still making a good decision. I agree. I don't think it's ever a bad time to buy. 
and and I'll I'll use this reference point. We are looking for a home to buy. I found a home in Goochland. It's 60 years old. A home is 60 years old. You know the energy efficiency of a home in 1960? It's not it good. Probably a thousand on the hers rating. <laughs> yeah. So 1960, that home is $350,000 and it's three acres of land. Can I get a new home for three fifty to four hundred thousand? My uh, the lowest price home I have right now is about five forty, and that's on point one three acres. Wow! But you got bigger homes than what I'm looking at. This is a twelve hundred square foot home. Oh yeah, these so, one that one's about twenty two hundred. Yeah, so you got double the home for five hundred thousand. I can get a twelve hundred square foot rancher for three fifty, and not see your neighbors. And it's 60 years old, which means somebody has paid the mortgage twice on that home and the bank is getting ready to make 30 more years of uh, money on it. <laughs> so when you think about the interest rate of new homes, you should consider the resale and the the energy efficiency, the technology that's in the home. And that's one of the things that uh, you know I really touch on with people is the energy efficiency of home and looking at the overall cost of a home. Uh, my wife and I actually built with my employer earlier on this year, we built a five bedroom, four bathroom house, a little over 3,100 square feet. My electric bill for last month was $108. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you got to pick your finishes. I mean, you know, that again, too. the designer in me is screaming, you buy that 60 year old home. I'm sure it's not move in ready and to your Josh taste. is going to be doing some work on the weekends, getting that thing ready to move Ooh. in. Those those days are done. <laughs> well, there are still a few honeydew <laughs> items on your list, Josh. Those projects don't happen overnight anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> we do not have the same drive nor the same energy level. The energy that the job. I mean, my job is just mentally exhausting. So when you come home, you just you just drained. Yeah, hard to hard to get going again, especially now that it's dark at five thirty. <laughs> yeah, daylight savings time really uh, took it out of us yeah. and the dogs and and the dogs who want to be fed at you know five a.m. and then start getting up at four thirty. Treat time is normally eight o'clock, and uh, one of ours was hounding me about six thirty four. Yeah, and you're like, what the. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't wear watches. No. <laughs> well, we need to wrap this up because I got three minutes left on the Zoom. Carolyn, do you want to do the exit? No. It was great to talk to you, Sean. I'm so glad to hear about your business. Maybe we'll work together at some point. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for having me. It, honestly, it was a blast. This was the first podcast I've ever done, and uh, you know, I really do appreciate you thinking of me and having me on. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. It was our pleasure to have you on, Sean. We, I think we learned a lot about your journey, the sales role. Hopefully, our, our listeners got to learn another aspect of the construction industry more than uh, you know, swinging a hammer or roofing a house. There's right. there's so many more different avenues and really grateful for you being on this show, Sean. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. Take care. And that's a wrap. Mm-hmm.